0: This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media. Thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation today at vision.org.au. Today with Jeff Vines, author, pastor, apologist and Bible teacher with a straight-talking message from the Word.
1: It's only when you say, I throw myself on the mercy of the King that the King says... I will make you clean
0: Today with Jeff Vines Is forgiving others hard for you Hi, I'm Bill and thanks for joining me again on Today with Jeff Vines in this episode, we're finishing a message about forgiveness, particularly those times when we don't want to forgive others. You might want to open up your Bible or Bible app to Matthew chapter 18, verse 21. We're looking at the parable of the unmerciful servant. Let's join Pastor Jeff now for the rest of this message.
1: Walter Wing writes a story about the Grossmeyers. They were sent as emissaries from Western Germany up into Poland for one purpose, to ask forgiveness on behalf of the West Germans, asking forgiveness from the Poland Christians for what Germany had done during the war. And so they started making these trips up into Poland, emissaries, the Grossmeyers, building this relationship and at the end of every meeting, they would gather in a circle, say the Lord's prayer and await the next meeting. On the fourth, fifth, sixth trip, I'm not sure exactly what number, the Grossmeyers felt that the groundwork had been laid. It was time now to address the issue. And as the emissaries from West German Christians, they broke the news to the Polish Christians and said, we have been coming here to establish this relationship that you might forgive the West Germans for the atrocities their countrymen exacted on your people. There was an old man in the crowd, true story. Now you think about what they're asking. Think about how many young men and women died in Poland because of the war. Think about the little children sent to the gas ovens. Think about the torture and the rape Think about the young men who never made it to adulthood. Think about the little boys and little girls separated from their mommies and daddies as the trains pulled away to the concentration camps. And an old man, a Polish Christian, said, and these are his words, What you ask is impossible. Every stone in Warsaw is soaked with Polish blood that they spilled. The emissaries, Grossmeyers, disappointed, but they carried on with the tradition of circling around to pray before they left and they began to pray our father who art in heaven how will be thy name your kingdom come Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and suddenly the old man put his hand up The prayer stopped and he said I guess I will have to forgive otherwise I can't go on saying this prayer and 18 months later West German Christians met with Polish Christians in Vienna to establish a relationship that still goes on to this day to the parents and the children. I have a question for you. Who do you need to forgive? Pastor Jeff, you mentioned this last week. I thought we were finished with this. I'm just getting over it from last week. (laughs) Okay, who do you need to forgive? Come on now. You want to live life in the kingdom? You say, Pastor Jeff, you got no idea what my dad did to me. You got no idea the kind of abuse. You got no idea. And you're right, I don't. But you still have to forgive. Pastor Jeff, you don't know what my mom has done and what she continues to do. I mean, she's ripping our family apart. She just cannot leave well enough alone. She keeps gossiping, slandering. She's belittling me and my children. Pastor Jeff, I just can't. You just don't know what she's done. You're right, I don't. You still got to forgive. Pastor Jeff, You don't know what my brother did. We have the inheritance after my dad died. He was supposed to take it and spread it evenly among the family, invest it. Instead, he takes it all and we're all left with nothing. How can I possibly forgive that? You don't understand, Pastor Jeff, and you may be right. I don't because I've never had that done to me, but you still got to forgive. You still have to forgive. Why? Because it's the only way you're going to be able to get on with your life. The only way you're going to experience the abundant life, because here's the thing about unforgiveness. It eats at you and poisons you and destroys your marriage and destroys your relationship with workers and your son and your daughter. And sooner or later, you start to realize the only thing you have in life is your revenge. It fuels you. And if you didn't have your revenge, you'd have nothing for which to live. And you wake up in the morning and you're in the shower and you're having a good time just soaping up, you know, and you're all clean. And all of a sudden you realize my day's ruined because I thought of this brother that I'm angry at. You're in the park taking a good walk. You're down at Newport Beach and you're enjoying the day. And then this thought comes in from someplace you don't know where it came from and it just ruins the rest of your day because you want revenge. Pastor Jeff, you don't understand? Well, you're wrong there. Don't tell me I don't understand what it's like to be hurt. I had my grandmother stand on the front porch of our house after my mother died and say to us four grandchildren, you mean nothing to me now that your mother is dead. So don't tell me I don't understand. I've had elders in a church in another country Befriend me, spend time with me. And yet when I needed them the most, abandon me. Don't tell me I don't know what it's like. Why, Pastor Jeff, sounds like you've got some forgiving to do yourself. (laughs) I didn't say forget. You can't. The Bible says God separates our sins as far as the East is from the West. Yeah, he's God. But you still got to forgive. And forgiveness is a 24-hour process. You have to do it every day until it becomes such a habit that it finally goes away. But let me tell you something about forgiveness quickly. And I want you to stay with me, not a, sh- not a long sermon. Stay with me because all this week, here's what God did. I kept tri- trying to go this direction with my message and he kept turning me back as if to say, and I didn't hear an audible voice, you're safe. But, it's, but anybody who knows how this works, when a preacher's getting and writing messages, the spirit of God speaks internally and he kept guiding me this way. Kept, and it's like, he said, Jeff, your people don't need to go this way. My people need to go that way. Okay. If you're going to forgive, you're going to need supernatural help. You can't do it on your own. You're just not good enough. Do you remember the story of Corrie ten Boom? Concentration camps, Auschwitz and Ravensbrook. I mean, the horrific experiments, the, the tragedy, the violence through two separate camps. She loses her sister, Bessie to weakness and malnutrition hunger disease she dies in the camp and then what does Corrie ten boom do she travels all over europe doing what preaching the message of forgiveness all through europe that the only way forward is through forgiveness forgiveness and only jesus will enable you to forgive that no matter how deep your pit of despair his love is deeper still and it's all well and good until you read the last three pages of her book called the hiding place and she's speaking in vienna and the Ravensbrook guard starts to come forward to receive Christ. The guard who stood guard over the showers. The guard who oversaw the raping of these women, the torture, the embarrassment. He comes up the aisle. She sees him and recognizes him instantly. And she, he says to her, Miss Corrie Ten, it's good what you say that the Lord will forgive. Corey Boom writes in her book, that he put his hand out to extend forgiveness and she could not lift her hand. And this is what she writes. It's not on the screen. I want you to hear this and soak it in. She says, I tried to smile. I struggled to raise my hand. I could not. I felt nothing, not even the slightest spark of warmth or charity. And so again, I breathed the silent prayer Jesus, I cannot forgive him. Give me your forgiveness. And as I took his hand, the most incredible thing happened. From my shoulder along my arm and through my hand, a current seemed to pass from me to him while into my heart sprang a love for this stranger that almost overwhelmed me. And so I discovered that it is not our own forgiveness any more than our own goodness that the world's healing hinges, but on his. When he tells us to love our enemies, he gives along with the command, the love itself. Do you know what she's saying? You talk to any alcoholic and they will tell you, maybe not any, but most... That you'll talk to, and they'll tell you, you don't get help until there's something that clicks inside. It's a click, it's different things for different people, but all of a sudden you begin to realize, this is destructive behavior. This is not going to end well. I need help. And when the click happens, then you go to AA or celebrate recovery or wherever you find that somebody will help you and restore you. Forgiveness is the same way. Until you get to the point where you truly want to forgive, you never will. See, some people don't want to forgive because it's too much fun thinking about revenge. It's kind of like a national pastime for them. They like to sit around and think about what they're going to do to this person when they get their opportunity. You're like the second coming of the Count of Monte Cristo. (laughs) Revenge and use your wealth and power to gain it. But if you ever get to the point where you truly want to forgive her or him or them, then the Bible tells you at that point when the click happens, the Holy Spirit of God will come in and give you the power and the wisdom and know-how to forgive. But it only happens when you cross over in your mind and decide that you really want to do it. Now, let me make a clarification here. Let me tell you what forgiveness does not mean. Forgiveness does not mean that you continue to allow that person to hurt you over and over and over again. That's why I tell a wife whose husband is beating her, run away you can forgive him, but do it from a distance, right? If you've got a coworker that stepped on you to get a promotion that slanders your name, who's malicious and violent, you can forgive him or her, but it doesn't mean you associate with that person anymore and put yourself in a position where they can continue to wound and hurt you. You understand? Forgiveness doesn't always mean reconciliation can take place. It, might, it still might mean that your mother's not allowed to come over to your house anymore. Because the abuse, she acts upon your children. What does forgiveness then mean, Pastor Jeff? It means that you give up the right and desire to hurt them back and truly wish them well before God. That's forgiveness. Can you say that? That you truly wish them well and you actually would pray for them. that They might find God and his love. and might be invited back into the family can I ask you something? Whose ear do you want to bite off? <laughs> if you just had the chance. We're not so unlike Mike Tyson, if you think about it. Given the opportunity, we might take a chunk out of somebody as well. Right time, right place when we think nobody else is looking. But folks, let me tell you why. And I, I, You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know this. Here's why, uh, here's why we don't forgive because we have forgotten the mountain of moral debt we have before the king. Because if you really knew how much you owed the king and how he was more than willing to say, don't worry, take off the chains, go free. The debt is forgiven. You would have a lot less of an issue or trouble forgiving those who have wounded you. Who do you need to forgive? Now, folks, That's part of it, but here's the other part, and this is the end, and I want you to stay with me. No cell phones, no texting. Every mind, all attention right here because here's what I really believe. This is the message that God has given me that he believes that the people need to hear this weekend. Who in the room, who in the room believes that your sin is too great for God to forgive? And when you do that, here's what you do. You lessen the power of the blood of Jesus and you're saying that God is not powerful enough to forgive no matter what it is that you've done. In the book of Romans, the apostle Paul writes this, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For those who have come to the cross and taken Jesus as their Lord and Savior, there is not a little bit, not a few, but no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Now, can I ask you a question? We'll see how smart you are. Who wrote that? I already said the Apostle Paul. Say it together, Paul. Now, who was the Apostle Paul before he was the Apostle Paul? His name was Saul. And what was Saul's occupation before he became the Apostle Paul? He led the genocide against the Christians. He's responsible for hundreds, if not thousands of deaths of people who claim to follow the way. Don't you think it's ironic that God would look down and say, you know what? I'm going to show the world that no matter where you've been, what you've done, you're never beyond my reach. And I can forgive no matter how big that mountain of sin is. And I'm going to show them by choosing this dude right down here. I'm going to blind him on the road to Damascus. I'm going to save him, man. I'm going to get him in on my side. And from now on, nobody could ever accuse me of saying, this is too much sin for me to forgive because Paul is the chief of all sinners. And he ends up writing half the New Testament that you read, Killer forgiven. I want you to hear me, folks. It's all a setup. You know that? To get you to the cross. God knew that you'd never be good enough, knew that you couldn't be. But he offered a way where you no longer Have to relate to the king and the economy of debt where you owe, you pay. He ushered in through Christ, the economy of grace. And when Jesus spread his arms out and died on that cross, God says to every one of us, you can be forgiven. No matter how big the mountain of moral debt is, you can be forgiven. Who in the room needs it? Who in the room has been waiting and saying, well, when I straighten my life out, then I'll come to Christ. You can't. You're not that good. Everybody needs the cross. But let me tell you something. If you wait until the day of accountability, when the king is settling the accounts, and you go to him and you say, just give me some more time and I'll pay it all back, that's an insult to the king. Because no amount of moral goodness would ever pay the debt. It's only when you say, Okay, I throw myself on the mercy of the king that the king says, I will make you clean. Listen to me. Only the father can make you clean. Only God can make you clean. Only the father, only the father can make you clean. Father in heaven, we are thankful for the power of your word and I would pray right now that your Holy Spirit would fall and hover over this place and open our eyes to the reality of the power of your grace, your love, your mercy, your forgiveness. And I would pray, Father, if this message was tailored specifically by your power, by your spirit, for those who've attended all weekend, who still believe that their sin is too great, that somehow their eyes would be open, their heart would be softened. And for the first time in their lives, they would begin to realize that it's not about their goodness, not even about their failures in the past, but about your power and about your son and his willingness to give his life for the ransom of many. So I would pray, oh Father, as we go into this time, your spirit would move, lives would be changed and that we would be in a position that revival would come into our lives and to this church and to this valley. It's our prayer in Jesus' Name, Amen.
0: Well, I'm so glad we've been able to bring you this short series on Christian atheism from Pastor Jeff. Forgiveness can be hard, but I pray this message helps move you to forgive those who need it and to thank God for His forgiveness. Please join me next time when we'll hear a new message from Pastor Jeff.